変身
I honestly feel like it's retire. It's better retire out before you die out. Or, yeah, and honestly, uh, if there's one band that can do like a socially distant concert, it's Daft Punk. Like they're <laughs> mad distant, they're messed up, but they have everything going on for them right there. But yeah, um, I remember um, back in the day when it was like people would take like sprites from like Mega Man and Mario and make music videos. Like that was my introduction <laughs> to Daft Punk. That, Wait, what? And, oh, like somebody made like a harder, better, faster, stronger, like Mega Man, like sprite based no music video. And I was like super young and I was like, oh, this is great. So is that one with like Luigi and Tails like singing, I've become so numb. This is great. Bro, you got to link me that at the end of the pod. But it's so funny that you said that because um, it came a point in my life like I was like super down on Kanye West. And I was like, I hate this guy. This guy's trash. And then he made like the stronger, better, faster, stronger with the sample with the Daft Punk and the uh, Akira theme video. Yeah. I was like, yo, this guy's the GOAT. <laughs> no, so that it, was a good remix, honestly. Yeah, like, it wasn't as good the as the original, was, but. Yeah, the video was legendary as well. But yeah, the, uh, Daft Punk is the reason why I'm still a Kanye West fan, so. To be fair, like, um, who's in that clip of Kanye West like during like Hurricane Katrina, like Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, and like Chris Tucker? Like who's like it's like uh, it's one of the funniest moments of like two different comedians' careers when he just like randomly says like, like George Bush doesn't care about black people, and they're just like, oh shit, how would the levees broke? <laughs> just uh, he's looking around like uh. <laughs> I love that shit so much. Like, <laughs> fucking, um, I love that shit, man. And like another casualty of this time is Kim Kardashian's getting divorced from Kanye West for it being too boring, which I think is a real sign of the Whoa, times. Whoa, that's the reason? Yeah, she cited that like their marriage like was too boring. And I was like, the dude got a hologram of your dad to like tell you how cool he was. That actually does sound pretty boring to me now that I said it out loud. Well, he he also didn't get her a jacuzzi. <laughs> Did you ever see that clip? It no. Can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? A jacuzzi? Never seen that. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh my god! They did the uh the fucking the new. I, they were one of the first couples to do the fucking uh, what's the shit called the the Forbes thirty questions thing. That's like popular <laughs> okay. now. And then they're like, uh, I think it was a question about a swimming pool. And then Kim's like, we don't have a swimming pool, something, something, blah, blah. But we have a jacuzzi, blah, blah. And then he was like, can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they have a pool. Sorry, they have a pool, but they don't have a jacuzzi. So she's upset about that. I mean, as My someone bad. who's like used a jacuzzi, they're cool. But like, how long are you going to stay in there? Yeah. And from what I'm. And for what I'm told, if you're like drinking, you don't really want to spend a lot of time in the jacuzzi because it dehydrates you. I mean, and also like they got so much money, it's not like they don't have a jacuzzi; it's they don't have one right now. Well, I think I think the problem with happened with them is like Kanye became like a, a uh, what's it called a minimalist, if okay. you want to call it that, because he's rich as fuck. So he's probably got like a, a secret closet that he doesn't show anybody. <laughs> but their house is like super bland. She probably can't order the shit she wants to, and who knows? But yeah, he's like, also don't want to get all conspiracy theorists with you guys, but 
Um, I guess he's trying to get out of the Illuminati and shit. So it's not it's not really the vibes right now. <laughs> I remember um when Kanye West like told Reed Richards like oh like I can't be in like that I can't be in this group anymore like we can't just like decide things like you and Tony like love that comic you know? <laughs> yeah that was a that was a prequel right there <laughs> to get back to Daft Punk though um I love um that album they did um Discovery but they did like a whole like anime movie for it back in like 2003 oh like interstellar 5000 god bro, or 500 like, remember that like blue people and robots and everything bro honestly bro like that was one of the most pivotal moments of my life like i was just a kid that you know was just waking up and watching dbz outlaw star big o yeah all of that shit on toonami and shout out to toonami man like they, they like they're like really the ogs of like this whole anime shit in America because they're really like put on because no other network, maybe MVT, I mean, MV, M, V, MTV, sorry. I can't even pronounce my words tonight. I'm on one right now. But uh, even MTV wasn't really putting on for anime like that at the time. But no, Toonami really was like putting these videos on the air because the only way that I found it was because me and my friends discovered this thing called YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was like a uh, a random site back in the day. <laughs> Believe it or not, it wasn't as popular as it is right now. I'm showing my age, but it was like this video montage of like all these like different uh like uh music videos for these songs from Daft Punk, and it was just like it was so epic, bro. Like it was just the vibes, and for them to decide to like have anime characters represent their music at that time was just showing how ahead of the game they were, and these guys really paved the way for so many other artists and so many other visionaries in the world. And to see them break up or come to end is very tragic, but uh, I got to respect for them to just know when to call it quits. Yeah. You don't have like even stuff that's like unrelated, like, but like still took like major cues. Like you don't have like feel good ink. If you don't have Daft Punk, like you don't have like that kind of risk. Yeah, it, like getting it's, taken. Just, it's just, it's just like, it's just like a tree, bro. It's like, it rains, but the first branch that gets hit trickles down to the next one, and then that one just drops to the next one, and it sees the tree. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get all, like, super deep with you guys, but Daft Punk is, like, the top of the tree, bro. It's like, if you think about a pyramid, they're the ones, bro. Like, like they're, they're one of the reasons why what we're doing right now is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, just talking about, you know, anime and our pods and talking about like like chill wave music synth pop like they really put that shit on the map it was always there but like they really put it on the map for sure like shout out to those guys they were kind of like um johnny cash for like electronic where like it was like oh like i'm like gonna be this popular figure but i'm gonna make sure that i feature other people like bring them up and like bring up like the whole medium and like not stay like strictly not not stay like strictly like corporate like they just did so much to like to change the way like people even like conceptualize music and artists it, like because they got big around like boy band times and like times when it was very like um based around like marketability and they did something expressly different and now that's like its own thing in its own genre but back then it was super like subversive yeah and they're um still like the, one of the most iconic duos that 
I mean, we know we know what their faces look like because there are photos of them take uh, taken without their mask on. But like, just being incognito and not showing your face. And I watched a video of uh, the weekend saying that uh, they were kind of like the inspiration of him not showing his face during his first album or his first mixtape, just being like discreet and trying to like figure out what this person looks like without seeing their face and just envisioning their music and. For it to turn around for him to make a whole album with them like featured around it and calling it like Star Kid or I mean, Star Boy, sorry. But uh, that and also just like Pharrell vibing with them with the whole nerd movement and just it was just an incredible run, man. And it sucks to see it come to an end. And like even just like on like a small note, who do we have that's still wearing a mask right now? Or like Marshmallow? Marshmallow. <laughs> Dead Mouse? Yeah, Dead Mouse. Is he, okay. still, is he still alive? I, I'm not really Dead Mouse, EDM I think music, but. is probably like a vibe for like the people who are like active right now where like they'd be like, oh my God, that's Dead Mouse. Oh my God. Like, you know, like that, but. Yeah, but kids out there listening, Daft Punk were their, I can't say the originators, but they were one of the iconic figures that like why Dead, Dead Mouse and Mel- Marshmallow is doing that shit right now. Like, no cap. They were the pivotal. They were the guys. Like they like, brought that like lucha styling in where it was like yeah like don't show your face like have some pride like and um we lost um who's the other person that was doing that that's not doing well that doesn't MF matter doom. anymore oh like mf doom just yeah dude no but um also like sia was somebody that like made a career out of that and then her whole thing recently where she made that terrible freaking movie uh just uh oh i missed that she made a movie about um it's was kind of like a movie about like um somebody on the autistic spectrum except for like it was all like caricatures like it, it was basically like the kind of stuff that bullies did 15 years ago was the movie and it was like her big push for like Oscar nominations and stuff and it was just like horrible <sighs> like caricatures and stuff it was just barf yeah i'm glad i missed that but um, I'm trying to think what else we missed. Um, have you been keeping up on WandaVision? Because uh, it was like episode like two or three when we last talked about that. Because that's like, bro, I, I don't know how in depth we can get with like the chat about WandaVision because I know a lot of people may, may not be caught up. But this is one of the most dopest shows on television right now. And I know a lot of people don't like fuck with it like they should because the first two episodes are black and white. <laughs> You know, but like I grew up with that kind of stuff. Like I was the kind of kid that like stayed up late just to watch Nick at night. You know what I mean? Like I love Vic Dan- uh Dick Van Dyke and uh Bewitched and I love Genie. So I love all those shows like that. So it was like kind of like very reminiscent of my childhood. And then it transitioned into like a different decade after a different decade after yeah. a different decade as the shows go on. And it also plays on to like themes within the MCU and like leaves like super cool like Easter eggs that you want to go on YouTube right after the episode or like wake up in the morning and figure out what the hell you just watched and just like figure out the whole how House of M connects to this and mm-hmm. how the X-Men introduced to this and that. It's just like, I just love shows that build communities like that. And WandaVision is one of the only shows that's doing that right now, week to week, because me and Kit were just talking about this before the pod started. Um, 
I honestly prefer week to week because you get time to digest what the hell just happened. <laughs> like whenever like Netflix drops a show or let's say like Amazon or Hulu drops a show and it's like all the episodes, it's kind of like there's no chatter about it um, that like survives past like what, two weeks, you know? But when you have yeah. like Wanda, shows like WandaVision, it's a, it's a chat like week to week. And, uh, you know, I haven't been around the last couple of weeks, but I've been enjoying it so far. What have you thought about it? Like, um, when you binge watch stuff, it's just like binging. It's like, um, when you eat at McDonald's, it's like you're getting tased. Like, you're just like trying to like keep up like the sensation for long enough to be like, oh, like cheese and ketchup, whatever. But like, you're like, you're not like being like, um, umami, you know, like you're not like enjoying it or like noticing things about it. And it's not made for that. And I think, um that there is also like the risk with like binge watching that shows get made to be binge. And that's not good mm-hmm. either. Um, and I like when things go week to week and look at Disney plus, basically their model seems to be, we're going to try and alternate between our different like universes and keep you week to week from like Mandalorian to like, to like MCU. And maybe they'll have like a something else that's in like a separate universe or is like winter soldier next I'm not sure, but um, it's like that. Like I love when something is week to week. Um, WandaVision itself, um, I really enjoyed the first like two, two and a half episodes, but episode four really soured the show on me. I felt like it didn't need to reveal as much as, as it did, especially when it felt really obvious. I would have loved if the show never left like the narrative framing, honestly. Nah. I definitely get what you're saying because I feel like that was the point where uh, a lot of people got committed to their what should happen theories. <laughs> and uh, this guy on YouTube ex- expressed my feelings to the T. Um, his name is J- John Capia. I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with him if you guys are nerds. But he said, it's it's cool to theorize about shows and to get caught up into like these different like theories and stuff like that, but don't c- get committed to those. <laughs> like, don't be like, if they don't introduce this character in episode, yada, yada, I'm never watching this show again. And when you start introducing shit like that into like shows, you kind of ruin your own experience. So it's kind of like, it's cool to like talk about friends and like speculating um, what's going to happen next, but don't never get committed to your take. Um, if you guys are sports fans, you guys, you'll probably get this take. It's kind of like uh, watching sports commentators in the morning and they're like, this team's going to the finals or this team's the best team right now. It's like, it's cool for that week, but let's say like two months from now, <laughs> the narrative's different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like that. That's how I look at YouTube and like nerds talking about the episodes after the end. It's kind of like sports commentators talking about sports but we're nerds so what else we're gonna talk about (laughs) there is one group of people though that i do think um are upset so far that like what they wanted to happen hasn't happened and i agree and we haven't seen we haven't seen visions like dick and balls and that does raise a lot of questions (laughs) what i I, I get (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) oh bro Uh, i'm low i'm over here scratching my bald head trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about Oh, your bald head, not your ball head. I was like, okay, I was just yeah. Oh, no, I, uh, I, that's why I said bald head, just to fuck with you guys. You like what? Scratching his balls. <laughs> Freaking smooth his eggs over there. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, bro. 
I'm teaching, man. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's something else I was watching. Um, Warrior on HBO. Um, that's like just came to HBO Max like last month, and it's good as hell. And like you said, like you've seen like an episode or two of that, right, ma'am? Yeah. So I watched the first uh, two episodes, and it's so dope. <laughs> I mean, right. It's a mixture of like the kind of uh, kung fu flicks you want to see like in black and white, but also the kind of show you want to see on HBO Max, like Boardwalk Empire. Like it's it's the perfect combination of those two shows. But uh, the only thing that turned me sour is that I heard that this show got canceled, and it's kind of ruining my whole visual experience because I know that there is no end to this. So I, I watched the first two episodes and I kind of I kind of capped out, but uh, I want I'm interested in seeing what your thoughts about it. So I'm like two thirds of the way through the second season. Um, here's why I'm kind of optimistic about it. Um, the show came out; it was on Cinemax, meaning nobody's gonna watch it. But I guess when HBO Max became a thing, I'm not sure what the relationship with HBO and like Cinemax is, but it seems like Cinemax is just part of HBO now, or like at least part of Max. But um, I watch it because like I'm always like um, I've wanted a like successor to Into the Badlands, which only had like three seasons, but got to finish its stories like somewhat. But um, from what I heard, basically, is that like because of the pandemic, they stopped all production, but they were going to make a third season. So this feels like a show mm. that with the right amount of support could get a third season once they're resuming production. Uh, okay. it's good, and like it just showed up on HBO Max. So I'm wondering if maybe like they're gonna see the numbers, hopefully, and be like, okay, we're gonna subsidize this or like try this because it's got a great cast of people you've mostly never heard of, which is also always weird to be like, oh, <laughs> like you got like 30 people with the show that are all like doing a good job here that I've never seen before. Yeah, and they do a super smart job of how to show how, yes, they are only. <laughs> speaking Chinese their whole time, but they don't want to have you reading subtitles the whole time, so they kind of zoom in and zoom out, if that's the right phrase of using that method that they're using, so that's super cool how they did that. Um, I'm really enjoying it. The fighting is so good. It's like, like top tier for a TV show that also has good acting in it, and uh, uh, I guess I'll keep watching it, because I guess it has a, uh, a second coming... Co- coming it could i'm not gonna guarantee it but yeah it's hard um it's just like the kind of show too that um it does like a very smart job with like like switching between like people speaking plainly in cantonese to them speaking like what what somebody that only speaks like english would hear but also like there's multiple characters that can speak perfect english that also have like a like more what people would expect like Asian voice where they're like being like a stereotype too. So it's like really cool how they do that. I really do love um in one of the first episodes, like there's a scene where like the leader of like the Irish working men is like, yeah, like America's really fucked up, but they're always looking for some new group <laughs> to make subhuman. And he has this great speech that would like fit in like a modern context. And then he's like, so that's why we got to, beat the shit out of these people would be racist. I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're defeating the purpose, bro. 
Though, um, <laughs> if the show does come back, it's really hurting for some black characters. Like, especially with, like, how the Irish characters are all, like, yeah, we hate the South. Like, we love the Union and all this stuff. Like, they mm-hmm. kind of need to have, like, more of that in there. Because I didn't know that was, a like, a dynamic that the Irish were, like, yeah, we, like, love being part of the Union. And, like, we love that we ended slavery. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Show me a little a cool, bit of that. That would definitely be a cool dynamic. Especially, like, I'm, uh, I'm a kid from the Savannah, Georgia area so like seeing a character that's actually from like a random area like that that's like on hbo Cin- cinemax was like cool to even hear that being said so so like introduce that into the season three would be uh, a great way to come back for sure and i'm pretty sure they gain gain a lot of traction just by doing that yeah like i could like definitely see this show coming back of like a lot of shows canceled like lately but i don't know you know yeah speaking of uh shows um the only show that I feel like that's worth mentioning right now, other than anime, you guys know I'm about I'm an anime guy. Um, have you seen Alice in Borderland yet? No, I'm, I haven't seen that. But there's a bunch of like Toku actors in that. Bro, I'm a couple of months late. I know. Forgive me, guys, but this show is so fire. Oh my god it 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 takes a lot for me to get committed to a show that's like forty to fifty minutes long these days because my my attention span is so low, but this show has my absolute attention. Um, I'm not sure if it's based off anime to the T, but it feels like that. Um, it, it it it's one of my favorite shows so far for sure, no doubt. No, yeah, it's kind of like a like death game kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's a mix of uh, let's say like uh, like say like Saw versus uh what's the show that came? oh it knife's knife out right knives out okay yeah yeah that that's a, that's that's the movie that came out last year right it's like a murder mystery mixed with saw it's like who's the mole here because i feel like somebody's being sneaky but at the same time you got to play this game the whole time so it, it it's a different dynamic that i haven't really experienced in television and they definitely <laughs> curb my appetite Okay, yeah. Like, is it like set up in a way where it would be um, like um, would continue for another season at the end of it? Or oh yeah, I think it's been confirmed that uh, season two is on the way. But I'm only Kip. I swear to God, I'm only three episodes in, and I'm hooked. Like, like once we end this pod, I'm I'm gonna go watch episode. Like I'm 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 that level right now. <laughs> Well, it's good to I hear, won't though. stay wrong. And you guys know I don't talk about TV a ton, unless it's like geek culture. But this is like, uh, I think it's, I think it's a Japanese. Uh, yes, it's set in Shibuya, and uh, the dubbed is excellent. I'm watching it in dubbed. I didn't give sub the chance because I was just trying to see what the uh, dub was like. But the dub is solid. But I'm pretty sure the sub is good as well. But it's it's a, it's such a fun watch, such a fun watch. Yeah, I'm seeing um, some characters from um, Kamarado Amazons and from Tokusatsu Gaga Ga on the show. So look at that. There's at least like two alumni there. What What's the degree for like connection? Is it 69? How about say 69? That's so inappropriate. It's like what, 52 degrees or some shit like that? Oh, um, it's six <laughs> degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Or like that. Yeah, like 69 degrees. Six. I mean that's I easy. I could like get sixty nine degrees. Like my well, I history teacher. Sixty nine though. It's like. In... <laughs> All right, I'm done. Let's talk. Let's talk saber. 
<laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, this week we looked at Kamen Rider Saber episodes 19 through 24. So let's uh, take a break and come back for that. So um, after our our um, brief hiatus on Carbon Rider Saber, catching up episodes nineteen through twenty four. So we're gonna roughly two episodes chunk this, so we cover everything. Uh, but no, uh, so episode uh, nineteen or chapter nineteen, the flame and the light. Chapter twenty to destroy the stronghold, the will of the sword. Chapter twenty one, shine the best full color. Chapter twenty two, nevertheless, I want to save people. Chapter twenty three, raging hand of ruin. Uh, chapter 24 on my father's back the future he carried okay so um very very top level what did you think um of just everything we looked at from where we left off last time of cover writer saber um if you guys aren't following us on twitter right now you should go subscribe right now because that's where a lot of our vomit happens before pre-pod and mm-hmm. that's where this conversation happened and kip kip said it the best way um, earlier today and this show is a completely 180 different show from when we last talked and we harped about this for the longest of what they should do what they need to do what we wanted and they did it and I'm convinced that they're subscribers of Kamarai with me what do you think Kip? <laughs> I think that like contingent of um that voting block from Denmark and uh, from Ireland really let the writers know. Uh, <laughs> not the Japanese contingent that brought us to like number one. It was that like uh, one in Denmark and the one in Ireland. But no, uh, yeah, because the show really was bumming us out. Um, we were talking early on the first like 15 or so episodes, like maybe we should move to monthly with this, you know? Um and then, like, it started to come back when they introduced, like, Yuri, and they had the whole, like, sort of Logos, like, kicking out, like, Toma, and, like, the Yeti arc. So we had, like, two episodes, like, where we're optimistic, but it hadn't really kicked into high gear like this, where it just felt like, oh, characters are doing things, there's consequences for their actions. And and there's some really cool, just, um, it's finding its pace. And, like, we don't know too much about the world, but there's, like, the potential for world building <laughs> like two, you know? Yeah, it's there. Finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So where we left off last time was the uh the Yeti arc, which is um the editor wow. that May worked for. Wow. Got possessed by like a like Yeti book. And that and we said that our last pod together about Saber, we said this is this is the the arc that's gonna set the boy. And they, they kept the momentum. Congrats. Yeah. And it was like very interesting too, because like um that arc kind of like ended by like establishing like the new status quo of like the reveal that like Yuri was actually gonna save like Yuki and wasn't just being an asshole too, and like how they had like a new team. And that just kind of keeps <laughs> up. And like I think we were even talking about I hope the next like six or eight episodes are just like Toma convincing people to join his cause. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's, it's so wild, bro. It's so wild. And 
we also was harping on the the fact that there was no like stakes or no like human side characters that were in the word in the world that was being affected by the worldwood books and here we are now yeah um i'm not sure where i'll check my notes but there is a point in um episode 21 i think where um they just like have finished the arc in episode 19 and 20 and they just like go and there's this montage of them meeting with various family members and like friends of people who've been destroyed by the books and like who have gone missing and like it's like a very quick little montage but like we see like 12 different people talking to them about someone they've lost and it's like oh you <laughs> like it's so interesting that that the scale is beyond them at that point and like that's like a really cool moment where they're like oh we need to step it up like we need to help people what we've been doing is not enough like and like we need like a better support structure like we need more people you know that was a great moment yeah and also toma finally went through some development over these last couple yeah. of episodes like <laughs> you know it's funny like watching toma go through this i realized that i like i like my main characters with some kind of baggage like i like my <laughs> i like my main characters like depressed or like challenged or you know like carrying some kind of weight to them and uh you know just watching these couple episodes and him realizing like he like has gone through grief he has gone through lost he has gone through uh you know certain challenges with not being able to save someone or wanting to save someone has been refreshing for him to like realize that and just turn into a completely different character and with all that being said, he's he's still a cool character, but he still doesn't feel like the main for some reason. I don't know why. Let's kind of like um drill down and like talk about um like the first arc, and that's um um like episodes nineteen and twenty, like the kind of barefoot king arc, where um there's this um kid who's really into models like Shingo, and he's like just like very excited to um meet Toma like after like seeing his picture for like the book kind of like his bookstore and like to like see his models and like compare notes and he gets um like given this uh barefoot king medjid um and like its whole thing is like stacking cars and buildings like to make these like tableaus and um i love this monster design it's very cool it's very like classic middle of the season common rider weird kind of creepy like but not trying to be cool but like a cool distraction monster design and yeah, um, and the best part of this whole arc, though, is um, Yuri is just adjusting to, like, human society. He starts, like, episode 19 by just trying to steal May's phone <laughs> and, like, put it behind his back. And, like, there's part of me that was like, oh, is he, like, trying to, like, contact someone or, like, hack her phone? And then, like, the seed ends of her getting, like, a, like, text and, like, finding that, like, he has the phone. A lot of good stuff for him, like... These episodes, like, like they needed a character that <laughs> wasn't just gonna be like angsty about their dad, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But no, um, and we get some um cool lore where he's like, oh yeah, uh, the eleven blades of the nineteen books will make the book of omniscience, and it's like, okay, good to know. <laughs> this is yeah. the kind of a late reveal, but good to know. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would pay dividends in the long run, but it was it was cool to read though, for sure. Right now, like how many blades do we got? We got 
fire, water, lightning, uh, wind, ground, dark light. Um, is that eight? That's eight books. Yeah, that's eight blades. Um, there's three more. Maybe the one for the movie will come back. Maybe the, and there's one that kind of gets like hinted at like later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, they've at least like set up stakes for something to happen. Like, oh, like all the books got together and we have a big threat, which is nice. So would that be like the sign, the side main or the main main bad guy? Probably like the end of series bad guy will have that power somehow. Okay, all 11 books. Okay. Yeah, or like some kind of, oh, because they're all together. We've opened a portal and here comes Cthulhu, you know, who knows? Uh, but yeah, um, there's a great scene too um, where um, Yuri's on an escalator and has to be found by May, who's like, what are you doing? He's like, this is so convenient. And then like she tells him to come down and he tries to walk down the escalator and then like he tells she tells him to go on the other side and he's like, how inconvenient. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> okay, good. It's so funny because like whenever I'm on the wrong side, I still try to like fight it like a treadmill or some shit, but I never win. <laughs> yeah, you can't win. That's life. <laughs> and like maybe that's what common writers all about is learning how to go down the, like that treadmill and go up that treadmill. That's that's exactly what it's about. Very deep observation types stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is nice to see somebody um in Toma's bookstore. Like this show once again got so like screwed over by covid and i think part of that is just like you have a main character that has like a business <laughs> that's like meant to be inhabited by people and like they should have leaned into that more actually now i think about it well they can't because of covid so that like it's like one way the season got kind of screwed you know no i'm just saying they should have leaned into him like being a struggling author bookstore nobody wants to come in and buy books because of covid like yeah. they leaned into it That'd have been so fucking dope. And like just show like everybody that's in the city wearing masks. Like just lean into the shit. You know what I mean? And then it also gives you probably a better permit to like film because everybody's wearing masks. But hey, I'm just speaking for myself. Oh yeah. And um not since like Coda in game have we seen a writer deal with like money <laughs> at all though. <laughs> so it's one thing I wish they did more, you know? Uh-huh. Especially not being able to sell books. That sucks. It's a hard one, but he's apparently just making tons of money off being an author. Gotta have a side job. That hustle. But, um... Tassel, hustle. <laughs> there's one random reference to Sophia. So that's like our, like, Sophia monitor for these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm and, um... Figure. Also, one funny scene where, like, Yuri meets a kid, like, coffee baker. But, uh... And it's like, oh, what's this? But um, the big thing that this whole arc starts, though, is like big three faction fight scenes that kind of go nowhere because like um, come rider like Fuma, like the like wind rider shows up and then like disaster shows up and he's like, I am relevant. And they have this big fight <laughs> scene and then nothing happens. <laughs> then that yeah. happens a couple too many times in this arc. Yeah, I don't know disaster's future, but it's not looking too bright. All right. um, I actually have. Some disaster lore, okay? <laughs> Apparently, lore. 
lore. Okay. Somebody contributed to the wiki page? So basically, um, all characters in Kamen Rider have a ton of motifs. So here's his motifs. Um, books. All right, sure. Um, <laughs> um, then there's this like Fenrir. Then there's Japanese Tiger Beetle. Then there's the Stinging Bone. So like Japanese like Tiger Beetle is just like his spot design is like a beetle. Um, but then there's like Fenrir, um, which I'll get back to. And then there's the Singing Bone. So all of the like Medjid and Saber are based off of different stories. Mm-hmm. So the story of the Singing Bone is basically like there's this boar that's like terrorizing this kingdom. So these like two brothers like go to kill it. The older brother like gets drunk and the younger brother kills it. So then the older brother kills the uh, like kills the younger brother to get the princess's hand in marriage. But then like a dude sees like a bone by the river and makes a like trumpet out of it. And then the trumpet tells the whole kingdom where the rest of his bones are and that his brother killed him. And then they kill the brother. Um, and that is exactly what happened with Caliber though. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of spot on. Yeah. And then, like, Fenrir is um, that big wolf from Thor Ragnarok. It's like um, in, like, Norse mythology, the wolf that kills Odin. And here's my conspiracy theory, all right? Um, who is observing everything going on? Who has the all-seeing eye in this show? Tassel. Mm. That's what I think. I think that like Tassel and Disaster could have some beef. Mm. Still, uh, that's not really like <laughs> great when the character shows up every like seven episodes, says, I'm important to the plot, and then leaves. Yeah. Him, yeah. We see Tassel at the beginning of every episode, but we do. Yeah. He still hasn't been ingrated into the like the main plot line yet. But also, Disaster is kind of like that same vibe, but not as consistent as Tassel. So. There's some possibility there. Yeah, like at least like Tassel's showing up and being like, I'm doing cartoon shit these episodes. But yeah. Um and this arc ends. They they save the they save the kid. Um and Yuri gains his resolve to become a like true swordsman again. And that is the next arc, which is the kind of uh more important because this next arc is kind of like we start to see this weird like charbis like medjid that eats other medjid and gains their powers and like won't Her- stay dead yeah <laughs> um and the big thing here is that slash is testing toma what do you think about the whole like relationship with like slash and toma in these episodes um i like the development that they're actually like you know progressing a storyline with it and Slash has always been one of my favorite characters, so I like that he's getting more uh, play. And I like that he's getting more serious about, you know, f- trying to figure out which side he's on. And we know what he ultimately ends up doing, but this is cool to see him developing into, like, why he should side with uh, Toma. And uh, Toma gives him, like, legit reasons of why he should do it. But uh, I like the relationship between the two characters, and Toma has uh or not Toma, but... uh. Slash is always been one of my favorites. And they're finally giving people time in this show. Like it felt like nothing was happening at a breakneck like at like a like breakneck like speed. 
for the first 15 episodes, you know? Yeah, the pacing was really good these few episodes in this little patch right here. Uh, it also let like the suspense build a little bit, which gave you like, oh, I can't wait for next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they, they, they finally figured out how to like give us good pace and good character development and also leave us wanting more. So shout out to them. And they do the very anime thing of like, um, only through fighting can I tell who you are and if you're true. And he <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> uh-huh. And they do. So as far as Tassel, he's like, he's slowly become more and more part of the show. Like he was, we saw his back when um, like Kento died. Um, we saw him in this episode, like where he's like, where Yuri shows up and says, Hey, where's my book? And they have to like search his house for like his book. Bro, I read so many like Reddit threads and feeds and all the other things. Like, why does he have so many like Wonder Ride books? Like, who is this guy? So I can't wait to see that unravel. What do you think of the new form that like Yuri got? Like, I'm ready psycho. X Sword Man, his comic book form. Finally, that's what I felt like. I absolutely love this form. One of my favorite forms of my Tukatsu uh, career. Talking about so far, I absolutely love it. And for it to be based off like comic book, <laughs> it was so dope. And it, it feels very Kamen Rider game like, just like. Uh, Daisenji's uh, mm-hmm. form kind of reminds me of a game as well. Um, but uh, I absolutely love this form. Yeah, I love how it has um, the like Ben Day dots on it, like old school pop art and like comics to like make the color like have like the optical like illusion, like back when they only had like certain kinds of like colors in their printers. We really love that. Um, and it's it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy that he <laughs> has like a legit physical form now. Like he spent so much time like. He low-key went like the one do one of the biggest glow-ups in the show so far. Man's went from a, a sword to a shadow to a legit like figure in the last few episodes. So he's been one of the sparks of the show so far for real, for real. Biggest glow up 2021. I love how his like form goes like be like a shield to be the to be like his foot too, depending on like what he wants to do. Like that's like a real really cool way to make this form have multiple forms and like have it do different stuff and like have the writer kick show up which you gotta have you know Mm -hmm. gotta have the kick and um episode 22 is just like oh yeah um we do see toma get vored so if that's on your bingo card that does happen get swallowed up and eaten has to be pulled back out which i'm sure is good for somebody but uh (laughs) The rest of like this arc and chapter like twenty two is like their sisters who are competitive eaters, but they never make any progress. Like they're just the same, and they both get inside this like medjid. But Toma finds out his sword can like kind of free people. It's good, but it's not super remarkable. It's fun because we get to see like a rider kick basically. But, yeah, it was uh, a cool yeah. arc, and it was a low key Toma development and just showing that he also has the power that uh. Yuri has with his sword. And it also unlocks some kind of lore with Rika, right? During this little patch right here. Yeah. She's super sus though, isn't she? Yeah. Super sus. Like if you was playing like Among Us, you gotta vote her out ASAP. 
<laughs> no, yeah, she just has a lot going on. Where like, she just like saying shit. Like she's just like, yeah, you got to kill him. And like, there's this point later where like, how do I? I hate. I honestly hate how clueless these guys are. That this guy, right? Like she is not. She's an imposter. She she's not an imposter. She's the imposter. Like vote her out right now. I don't understand how they don't see it. Though um now we're in the last two episodes and we can like everything, but I love how Rotaro is like super conflicted. Cause like his place is like the secondary rider has kind of been taken by Yuri now. So I like <laughs> that he could be in this dark place. Like he could be like, Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna like get super radical and and like be part of this like group that clearly is like being fucked with and like isn't about helping people like he looks like he's ready to do some dark shit yeah after he lost his master i feel like kind of lost part of himself he doesn't really have any guidance anymore if that makes any sense so he's just yeah doing what he's told like a puppet but I do feel like he'll have a uh, a second coming in the next few episodes that he just joins Toma because Toma Toma's like the Air Force right now. He's recruiting everybody. <laughs> Rotaro, I'll give you a Dodge Charger. You gotta join me. See? Because- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would no. you want to be in the front lines drawing the chair force? <laughs> but no, um it's also great to have this plot line happening because like that scene where they see all the people who've lost their family and the scene even before that in episode 19, I think where like you see, um, Legale be like, Oh, my monster got killed. And then stories and zoos just like, it's all right. We could make tons of them. And they just like put monsters in like 20 people. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we'd see one of them show back up and it's just like, Oh, like I love that we're having, like we're seeing consequences of, this organization not helping people in the fact that there's just going to be tons of monsters or like we basically don't know what the villains are doing or how much they've done the whole run of the, the whole run of the show so far yeah they, they, they get more camera time and a little bit more de- development but i still don't know what their ultimate goal is it's weird do you know i mean probably omniscience or some kind of power or to resurrect something, but the fact that they've been accomplishing so much is like how the show shifted to be like, oh, we didn't really show them enough early on, so let's just have them like secretly have accomplished a ton and like it's too late by the time like the writers figure it out or like squash their beef. That's a good way to like take that, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm glad to get more screen time and all that, but you know, we 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 all know that Rika is the imposter, but also this hooded figure, the uh logos guys also says i really like episode 23 because it's like them sneaking it into the southern base and we see that there's like a bunch of dudes and there's the master and we also get like that new form and just it's it's a good episode yeah great this this, these two episodes are super dope um still not sure how i feel about the primitive dragon okay um the look of it is solid but i i I honestly don't like when my <laughs> riders can't control their body movements mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just become cavemen. Uh, I'm not I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. A berserk form is something that like I don't mind. I do feel like back to back with like last year with um 
metal cluster hopper is a little much. Like, usually but, they only happen once in a while, you know? But at least metal cluster hopper was, like, more um, in tuned with what it was capable of, like, as far as standing up straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simple tasks like that. But uh, I, yeah. when my main character's, like, next form becomes him hunching over, like, I, I can't. I can't help but look at that as like a, a de-evolution because <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to happen. I know I know they're trying to emphasize like brute force, like he's more stronger than he is like knowledgeable. I get that. But at the same time, it's just not what I wanted his next form to be. But it, it it's still cool. No matter I what. mean, it fights great. Like the way like it grips the sword by the blade and it's like kind of like holding it the way it like is like doing lots of jumps and punches. And like there's a scene in episode 24 where it like slashes at Legale with its head and mm-hmm. swipes up. That is sick. Like that's a really cool to actually fight like that. And like I do like the whole um, motif of the skeletal hand like grabbing books and like holding them in place. Like with like the dragon in later episode twenty four when it steals all of Ritaro's books, and like has like a lion form. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, like I do think um, this feels to me like it's going to be like um, advanced and perfected. Yeah, that, yeah, my problem with forms like this is just that I feel like something's going to happen next. That's all I'm thinking about, like the next form, because I know that this is temporary, and. I do like that this is so primitive and, and I acknowledge that it's so powerful. It's just like, I just like my my upgrades to be more sophisticated and aware of his surroundings. Which primitive dragon is, I'm not saying it's like anti-sensitive, but um, I just know that this is for the moment. And it's cool to look at. The, the, the skin is super dope. I love the colors and all that, but I just know that it's not going to last that long. No, yeah, and I think that um, it's going to get upgraded, and then later on he's going to have that final form, and mm-hmm. who knows what else. It's just, yeah, I think um, they do give it a pretty good way out, because they just go, like, full Kingdom Hearts, like, this form's so uncontrollable, because nobody can, like, sympathize with the sorrow within, and it's like, <laughs> well, dude. Yeah. Come on. They know how to sell it, for sure, no doubt, but we know the vibes. Yeah, the vibes like, well, glad you gave it to the main character, I guess. And I love, I love, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on it 100%. I love Dark Toma. <laughs> like, just to see him going through like a different emotion versus, oh, I could save the world. And seeing him like being like, like, uh, I compare it to the, uh, the cliche force user type shit. It's like the dark side. This is most likely the most powerful, quickest way to get strong, but the light is always better. So it's kind of like he's like a dark force user right now. And that's why it's so unsustainable because we all know like the light is the way to go. Especially because like we see him um, like getting stronger in like the true like way to use his like flame sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see like him also recruiting like Buster and Buster joins in, but like. Shout out Buster, bro. Big shout out. At first, he interrupted his kids after, like his kids after school snack. But then his kid was like, Soma. "Fight, <laughs> gotta fight, bro." I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like a huge fan of Buster, Slash, and my guy Yuri for sure. Like those are my favorite characters right now. But 
Yeah, Buster, Buster is definitely a highlight, and for him to join Tomo was super dope, and um, I'm glad how that episode ended, for sure. Yeah, and, like, how that episode, like, ended with, like, um, like Toma, like, going to attack May and, like, Yuri trying to block it, and then Caliber showed back up. That was cool as hell. Fucking Caliber, bro. Who's Caliber at this point? Is bro, who, what, what, let's, let's, let's spend a couple minutes here. Who's Caliber? Okay. Potentially Keto? unrelated. <laughs> Probably sorry. Keto, if I had to say. <laughs> but one thing that happens is the scene after that um, is just Tassel's empty house. And mm-hmm. I, and before that in the episode, he's packing a bag. So I love the idea that he's just out. He's just like, it, it, it's too hot right now. Like, it's like, <laughs> they're on to me. They saw my Wonder Ride books. I got to get a hell out of here. So I don't think it's Tassel. It's probably Keto. Unless it's the master of logos, dude. Oh, yeah. He's super sus. Like, I, I, like any hooded figure that just smiles for no apparent reason is definitely number one suspect for next villain. Because <laughs> we have like one or two swords unaccounted for of the 11, like depending on if these the movie one. So. so I know last time we talked, we were theorizing that uh, Reka was phoning Tassel. But do we think it's the uh, the soul guy? The Master of Logos guy? Yeah. Why did I say soul? Sort of Logos. Oh, yeah. Master of Logos. My bad. I don't know. Because um, he gives her commands and she says different ones like to like her squad. So Tassel's still a, still a suspect. I think Tassel's involved in some stuff. I can't wait to unravel that. Like, I need him in the main plot. Not just intros. Because... I love that guy. I mean, we're. I need to go back and watch, listen to our first spot. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, I love Tassel. But, oh, Because <laughs> Tassel was the only slow burn that they did it for the first 15 episodes. He was the only thing where they were like yeah. escalating and modifying and having him like react to stuff and having him like yeah, when they um, put the whole yeah. show on his back for sure. They did. And I think that's why it was failing at the beginning. It's like they put so much on Tassel just being. The uh, recap guy, you know, the storyteller. And now they actually gave him shit to do within the episode, which helped him out to develop as a mysterious figure and what the hell is going to do next. And just him having all those Wonder Ride books is just, (laughs) that just threw me through a loop. I didn't know he had all those. Like in episode um, seven or eight, when Toma goes to that dimension to get the King of Arthur power and like meets Yuri for the first time in the hood and like Tassel's like, this is cool, huh? I'm glad he finally <laughs> met my friend and like Yuri shows up at his house. He's like, oh, that's cool. And they just like did such a good job at like adding intrigue to the show that wasn't present. And they finally are like meeting with the like main plot of the show though. Like I loved to see what he becomes. Like even if like he becomes another sword for Toma that has like a like pink handle and like a like green bow tie. Like I don't know. But at this point, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't even think Tassel, if he was to become a writer, needs a physical form. Like, I'll be cool with that because we got, we, at least we got Yuri. You feel me? Yeah. But uh, Tassel being like part of the the whole like crew, that'd be sick. I think that's probably coming because like, it's weird that A, they've had like post credit scenes for these like episodes too, where like after the like dancing scenes, they've had like, characters talking and like what and like what do they do next but also um 
it's weird they've been using the northern base just fine without being invaded. But um, did you watch the next time on for this or no? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny because I mentioned. Speaking of like the dancing scene, I fucking love that shit now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Like I love that last scene now. I was so down at the beginning of the pod, but that shit grew on me. And uh and I I have seen the last uh clip for the next episode, but that shit's fire. <laughs> Potential spoilers for next time, but after Buster and um, when Mactoma finished fighting, some smoke comes in, the same smoke that came in and stole Caliber's sword and steals like Toma's two other red books and the Jack of the Beanstalk book. And then we see that like Reka has like a has a sword and um, like Slash like talks about how there's like a smoke sword, despite the fact that a couple episodes a couple episodes ago he said that's all the swords. Um, but then like he doesn't know. <laughs> What he says is, I don't know about it, and I've never heard about it. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that you know about it. But, um, like a rat. Yeah, but the preview for next time shows um, that Reka is a smoke-themed writer, I think. Yeah, I did. Did you see her being a writer? I was kind of expecting it, honestly. Okay, it was, it was a shock for me. Yeah, it's hard to really know. Um, because she had that presence, but she, she was also in the show for a long time. So I was wondering if somebody yeah. else would be the writer, you know? Yeah, that that's what got me. She was just like, just like chilling, giving orders and just vibing the whole time. I thought that she just didn't have a writer form and that we would see the, uh, the hooded figure as the writer. And then she just chilled. But I'm also new to writer <laughs> lore, so. Now I know what to expect for next season. I wouldn't be surprised if they're both. Oh, the hooded guy is definitely yeah. a writer, no doubt. But um, she she got under my radar. Yeah, she was just like there for a while, and like um, it's interesting because um, they did like a really good job with May. I think these episodes like letting her just be a character, and like despite the fact that she has like mid two thousands like Nickelodeon energy, like I still like her. <laughs> <laughs> you know mid 2000 yeah i can't i can't really say i vibe with that but yeah i'm a 90s nickelodeon guy so. no it's not my vibe but <laughs> i'm just accurate. like <laughs> yeah yeah she makes it work you, you respect it though you like oh, yeah, you respect it, it. and Time like um i'm glad that like rake is there to like be the show's like resident baddie like good for her like she's like working on that but um yeah um i guess that my guess is the actress for like Sophia must be like popular or like unavailable <laughs> enough where it's like she just she just she pieced out. <laughs> like, like show her bad. like in a cage somewhere or show her like locked in a crystal or a book. Nothing. We saw her in a cage like in episode seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, after we did. being we gone did. to episode eleven. That was so long ago. And she got mentioned twice in these six episodes. <laughs> it's a lot it's too late for a recast right they're probably not going to recast her I'm guessing that she's somebody who's like a popular enough model or like TV personality where like she'll like show up in episode 36 to episode 44 and like yeah that'll I, be it you know the vibes I'm getting is like like you said like she she 
needed to go back to her main show, and then Reka came <laughs> to yeah. replace her. Because I like Reka, but it just feels like out of place at some sort. No, yeah. Um, and also, like, what's going on with Luna? <laughs> My her? God. Like, we, this is... <laughs> <sighs> this has been dragging on the whole show. Like, Kip, this is the most frustrating. Sh- like, they they fixed everything besides this plot point. Like, why is he so obsessed with this girl? Yeah. Like, I get it. You know, like, after watching WandaVision, like, grief and losing someone. And I, 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 get, I get the gist of it. But, like, we don't understand that. Like, let the viewers and, quote, unquote, the readers figure out. What was so important about Luna? Like, please, it's been it's been twenty four episodes for God's sakes. What's your what's your stand on that? I mean, I think that grief is just lighting your sword on fire, persevering. And <laughs> okay, one. <laughs> no, uh, just yeah, she's gonna show up. She's gonna be all like all like ethereal and be like Toma, and her voice will like echo and In be doubled. Form? Or yeah. she's gonna be a kid. Like it's ageless. She's gonna be that's an adult. We've seen so far, it's like a little. And she's gonna be her. like eerie moon, beautiful powers or whatever. Does she? Does she come back with Kento? Or you know what I want to say? Fuck it. She comes back with the real Toma, and this one's invented from like a story. That's the real say. Toma. You're going complete WandaVision. I'm going complete. I don't have a good logical theory, so I'm going to say one that makes no sense. I'm going to say that she comes back to come write her dark saber, and she says it's the so, real Toma, and Toma has to prove if he's real or not. So, Lunda is like Wanda, and she's just creating her whole, re- her, her whole reality right now. <laughs> Here's the only evidence I have to back this up. Well, there's two pieces of evidence. One, shows like to do that sometimes. Uh, two, um, Toma's book glows that he wrote whenever he becomes primitive dragon. Mm -hmm. So that might mean something. So there's no real evidence for this, but maybe she comes back and she has the real Toma with her or maybe it's real Toma. Yeah. Or Toma's like her imaginary friend. Don't mess with me, bro. (laughs) I have no evidence for this. You are messing with my head right now. Like I'm like trying to piece this together. I can't, I can't do it, bro. The real Toma, like Toma's not vision. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They said that Toma... Okay. The whole thing about Toma in power was like Yuri said, if she was the woman who was connecting worlds, the fact that mm-hmm. she picks you means that you're destined for power. I'm mm-hmm. saying maybe there's like a Wonder Toma and like a real world Toma and real world Toma's with her and Wonder Toma's the one in the real world and that's why he's like got weird creativity or whatever. My brain can't... My brain can't do it, bro. <laughs> Some Star but Trek I, I, thing. You know what? I, I, I appreciate the theory. I just, I have none for myself, but that would be crazy. I, I, I hope it's not true. We don't really clash light on the spot. Obviously, you guys know, but that would be too much for me to handle. The real Toma. <laughs> She's going to come back and be important, and the real Toma's going to be her guard. Uh, that is me calling a shot like Babe Ruth pointing... To somebody with Coke bottle glasses and saying, Your name's Ren, shooting this at you and like hitting you right in the face. Is it gonna happen? Probably not. But I'm saying 
She's with he somebody put, who's the yeah, real Toma. He put his name on it. So if it happens, clip it. Yeah. And hey, you might be thinking, at the start of this show, we said we didn't think we'd like Coverite Saber, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, just disregard everything we said for the last couple months. You feel me? <laughs> or the real James Breaker will come and break your legs. Yeah, straight up. At the kneecap, too. Like, not even at the leg, like, at the cap, at the kneecap. <laughs> Just straight up WWE, like, fracture your patella, take you to a local medical facility. Just, yeah. Don't tell nobody. That's it. <laughs> Cement shoes from here on out if you say that we didn't like the show from the beginning. <laughs> no, um, I actually didn't tell you. Um, like, it's like a little, um, so last week's episode just came out, so um, like you might not have seen it, but uh, you know what I did for that, right? What? Uh, so like um, the blizzards um made it so um like me and Steph couldn't record the ultimate episode, so I was just like last minute I was like it's Monday, like this episode has to be out for Friday. I'm gonna the second time ever like I'm gonna record like a solo podcast. So oh, I took shit. our names, um, and okay. I. And I went to shindanmaker.com and I put in and I put in our names in like a common writer theme generator and I made a whole season of common writer from scratch. No. Yeah, common writer copacetic was the name of the season. Common writer copacetic. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get it. When is dropping, bro? (laughs) It came out on (laughs) Friday. So like I'm about to go listen to that right now. Down, you got, you yeah. got the whole storyline set up? No, yeah. Um, I got our themes. Like, you're the... um, Your name, Crazy. like, in the Common Rider Maker, like, it made you out to be the skateboarding, like, metal detector-wielding rider. So I was like, okay. The most accurate generator of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and then I was, like, an optimistic, like, fish-based rider, and Steph was, like, a raptor and, like... What a great theme. Tune in right now, guys. Subscribe to the pod. Don't forget. Like, comment, review. That's crazy. Who else does that? No, yeah. That's like people like that, which they seem to based off those numbers. Um, that would totally be like a like fun bonus episode to get back to that, like maybe with some people and have like some round table stuff. But like it was a lot of fun to to do that departure because uh at the start, I said, all right, whoever Copyright Kip is, he's not going to be the main character. And that was fun, too, to just be like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but no, like I used uh, the uh, new Common Rider and the sexy Toku generators, and that's how I made our characters. Like, I made a whole, like, theme song for the show. It was a lot of fun. All this with a generator or what? I um only generated the character concepts. The rest was just, like, me working from there to make like cool plot arcs and villains and stuff. Like after That's I had incredible. like skateboard and stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wow. What a, what a solo pot. You're, 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 you're definitely, uh, what's, what's the, uh, ringmeister? Is that what we call it? Yeah. <laughs> or, or should I call you Aga the Kippist? <laughs> Aga the Kippist? Like Agatha Harkless? You didn't get me. Okay, Maybe I got you. <laughs> It's too late, though. No. The worst Kip part the about heartless? that, yeah, know. Kip the Heartless. Okay, let me let me walk myself out. <laughs> I'm the confusing 
Salem, Massachusetts scene of Common Rider <laughs> podcasts. There you go. Now, now you're on my level. No, yeah, but the worst part about like doing that solo episode was like two hours after it came out, I recorded a like bonus episode with a um like with like um our friend like Brian from like. The, a TV trivia pods that's like coming out next week. Damn, back so to I was back. Like, yeah, like I was just like, oh no, I'm not gonna get to see him before Friday. So this is like gonna be a bonus episode, and I'll do a solo one. <laughs> but no, um, where can people find you, James, when you're not starring in your own season of Common Writer? Uh, you can find me currently on uh, Twitter at Copacetic. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm in the process of moving right now. and I've been going through a lot of shit right now. But uh, <clears throat> in the next few weeks, I'll be back on YouTube. Also, Copacetic Senpai. And uh, that was Twitter, Copacetic Senpai. I fumbled my words, but you guys know where to find me. And I'm really excited because um, you promised to um, start your new um, Reptar OnlyFans like, cosplay series. And I'm really excited once you get that new place. I'm really excited. Yeah, for that. OnlyFans. And I, I'm going to be going live every Thursday with just me in a Reptar suit on. Just shaking my tail. So subscribe do you subscribe on only fans or is that like a follow i think you have to pay that's the only way that works right uh, i'm guessing twitch steals everything from porn sites <laughs> so i'm guessing it's like twitch you know oh, okay because i i know you could drop a couple of freebies here and there so i didn't know if it was like a subscription thing or then maybe you should drop like a freebie and just like give them your best like dd yeah so it'd be me just wearing like a reptar suit just rubbing my tail, and then I'll just end the su- <laughs> I'm done. That's disgusting. <laughs> reptile bar, reptile bar. <laughs> makes me want to creep. Glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Have you back, man. And um, you can find uh, me uh, on Twitter.com um, at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Common Ride With Me on Twitter and Instagram. There's copyrightfree.com. And if you go to copyrightfree.com slash episodes, that's all of our episodes. Copyrightfree.com slash merch. That's all of our merch. Um, our next place that we're going merch. to send the uh, merch money is the Trevor Project, which is a really great, like really responsible, like fund. It like does like a lot of good. Um, and then with that, uh, we do love to get in questions to podcast at copyrightfree.com. Um and we are going to be taking some more suggestions soon as we like kind of get towards um, some more guest season again, too, and have some more people on for like subject matters and like weird, obscure stuff. And uh, we love it when you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. But yeah. Oh, uh, so w- what we learned today, James? We learned that Cobb and Ryder Saber is actually good. <laughs> That's a good last like that. And we didn't just record two months worth of uh, Saber, so don't go back and listen to those, but Saber's good. Yeah, sometimes, um, like on OnlyFans, like, you gotta save up for like six weeks for the big payoff. <laughs> Smooth eggs. Smooth eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I, hey, I almost derailed the pot when I said smooth as eggs, so that's just where we're at. Yeah, just... I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> missed this for sure. Like, okay, this is, this is why I subscribe, for sure. 
No, it's good when like the sound cancellation means we like can't hear each other clap. Yeah, that's the, that's when you know it's on point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So right now, um, outside of our normal schedule, I'm planning, and I have like a guest for it, but a um, Daft Punk episode. Oh. Oh. What day? Um, I haven't set a time with them right now, bro. Oh, if you want, like, I'll just like bring them on the Discord and we can like hash 100%. that out. One hundred percent. Yeah, because no damn, bro, this has been a tough few, tough few. Yeah. Week. No, but at least you got Marsh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't <laughs> finish that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully March is uh, hopefully a leprechaun brings you some luck. You feel yeah. me? No, I feel you. I mean, <laughs> I have no. I have nothing but uh, acknowledgement of existence for Marshmallow. I have nothing bad to say about him, but also like, yeah, like like people that are like, oh, look, at least we still have Marshmallow. Like wearing a hat doesn't make you a cowboy, you know. But uh, <laughs> who, who do we have that the undiscovered people? Yet? We got Marshmallow. Uh, Rainbow Studios has gone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We should just save this for the pie, bro. Yeah, we should. This is good material. I always feel guilty just just wasting shit. (laughs) I'll just start us up then. Yeah, Um, yeah. Let it rip.